Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Church planner. This is Pete Mitchell, and this is Peyton Jedi Jones. And uh, you. welcome to the Star Wars podcast. Yeah, it's it's that time, guys. If you are a fan of the podcast, you know that we've been running six years, and we've had quite a few Star Wars releases during that time. Let's see, we had uh, Episode Seven, one that will not be named. We had Solo, and we had your personal favorite, Pete, Rogue One. Yeah, baby, that was good. That it was, was really good. good you know, first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, it was all right. I felt like I watched, I remember saying, I felt like I watched three different movies. Then I went back and watched it and I was like, holy crap, that was good. And even now, like I would say. Stormtroopers of, and AT-AT in Hawaii cannot oh go wrong. That's all I'm saying. You just but, can't but go that, wrong. But it's that masterpiece of a scene. That still shows Vader, which we never oh. got to see. Vader and all of his combat glory. I mean, that is just amazing. Like, that's what we always wanted to see. Not him toying with Luke, because he's trying to, he doesn't want to kill Luke, but him like Vader the Destroyer. It's yeah. like, whoa, you know? Yeah, that was good stuff. That Holy good cow. Stuff. Like, we, I've been waiting all my life to see what Vader could actually do. And he's just cutting through people like they're nothing, you know? And you're like, okay, that's why he's a Sith Lord, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, what's going to be our church planting topic? <laughs> Star Wars. Um, because let's, let's, let's talk about it, Pete. Really, we know that when we find Luke in the episode that shall not be named, he's really portrayed as a failed church planter. No, we find, tried him, something that, we find him in The Force Awakens, which was fine. We liked Force Awakens. We liked that. He was hiding out. He was just waiting for his, you know... He was, he was being a little coy. You know, he was, he was in some missional engagement and he was, uh, you know, when, when we come into episode 
uh, aid, which will not be named. He is a failed church planner. He tried it. He gave up. It didn't work. And uh, he's he's in hiding, licking his wounds. Yeah, so, I, I episode eight really was not the real story of Luke Skywalker. That was some idiot writer, director who just, you know, he thought he knew better and he was going to change the entire saga because it didn't bend to him. He got participation trophies growing up. You can just tell that based on the movie. Uh, Okay, so I have a theory about that. I have a theory. And you got to hear me out on this because you're, you're going to totally disagree. But just hear me out and then then disagree. Here's the deal. And by the way, Church Planner, coming into this, we whenever a new movie comes out, we have a special episode, right? Like for the Star Wars film because we're us. <laughs> Their podcast might be like, hey, we don't want to do that to our audience. No, we totally do want to do that to our audience. So uh, if you're not a Star Wars person, uh, you're not a church planner. Just move along. Find another podcast. But uh, but here's here's my theory. My theory is that Ryan Johnson may not be the devil that oh, we think he is. No, he totally is. Yeah, so hear me out. No, no. Remember. La, 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 la. <laughs> I've worked with you six years. I know you. I can read you like a book. That's why I'm like, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Nope. La, 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 la. I'm not listening to you. La, la, finger in my ears. So so here's the deal, right? I think that he and JJ may have had a little bit more Russian collusion than we may actually <laughs> they believe. <have> Russian collusion. <laughs> so, hey, so- there's a 448-page document that just came out today that shows there was no Russian collusion between Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what kind of pressure did Disney put on them to release that document and come to those findings? Corruption within the corruption. If you God, read the four-page summary, you had already known that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the deal. Um, I think because I, you know, I was talking with a millennial about this, right? Like when Empire ends. We're like, oh, crap, they've frozen Han Solo, and we don't know if he's dead. Like, people don't remember. We didn't think he was frozen. We thought he, you know, they said, oh, there's signs of life. But people didn't usually survive that. No one had ever been frozen in carbonite. He was a test for Luke. So that sucked. Um, uh, Luke got his butt kicked by Vader. He can't take him on. That sucked. Um Uh, Gets his hand cut off. That sucks. He's becoming more like Vader. So when he reveals like he's his father, we're like, dude, that sucks because, A, we don't know if it's true. He could just be messing with his head. But the reality is, if he is his son, that makes him weaker. Like people forget the psychology of how that affected us back in the 80s. We're like, oh, well, if he's his dad, then he really can't stand against him. He's going to get turned, you know? And so... Even even in the scene where you know he you find out that he Luke is his uh, Luke and Leia are twins, you're like, well, is Luke gonna fall and Leia's gonna you know like you don't know like people forget that we didn't know what in the heck was gonna happen, you know we hadn't lived this saga before. Now we have the benefit of going back and finding like patterns and similarities and figuring it out, and that's what I want to do. I kind of want to do a Star Wars tinfoil hat. Um, edition today talking about where it's going to go. Cause I think Ryan's totally, I think he may have purposefully 
misled us to leave us in the same place we were at in Empire. You know, aside from the fact that it was a total crap movie that uh, could have been a standalone like, you know, the others. You could have just stripped Luke out of it. It could have just been a standalone Star Wars film like Solo or Rogue One. It really wasn't a part of that saga. Um, I don't think he made a great film. Um, I, but I do think there's more intent on misleading us in the same way that Empire did. Listening audience, what Peyton doesn't know is that <laughs> earlier I was recording him and I actually have a clip of what Peyton was saying, not to me, but to Ryan Johnson. Uh, here it is. What is thy bidding, my master? <laughs> so, and and like I said, I'm not a fan, but but I got some theories about this trailer. First off, let's hear let's hear your thoughts on this trailer. I don't really care. Like literally, Ryan Johnson ruined it for me. I don't care. I I was looking at that going seriously, guys. We're gonna do the whole same. Uh, trailer that you basically did for the Force Awakens. Oh, she's in the desert. Oh, yee. I'm like, whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't care. But you like Seven, right? Seven was good. Yeah, Seven was good. It wasn't great, seven but it was felt good. More like an original Star Wars film than the prequels did. Oh, the prequels um, were just horrendous. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, personally. I do like episode three. I think we've established that before. But I liked seven better than three. So for me, it used to go Empire Jedi, then Revenge of the Sith. Now it goes Empire Jedi, Force Awakens. And I have a feeling it's then going to go Force Awakens, The Rise of Skywalker. Because I can already tell. Like, the Force is strong with this one. I can tell So whose kid like do you one. think she is? Okay, so now we're getting into it. Because, I mean, the whole rise of Skywalker focused on her. She's got to be the Skywalker. So whose kid is she? She's Luke's. That's what I think, too. So who's the mother? Mara Jade. Who's I don't even know who that is. So, okay. So I, I got to tell you all my crazy theories about this. Um, Mara Jade was the hand of the emperor. That is who in the novels Luke goes on to marry. And he has twins, which leads to my just theory. Just like Leia? Just like Leia and Luke. And I don't think personally that Kylo Ren is Leia and Han's son. I think that Kylo Ren is Luke's son. And Ray is Luke's daughter, that they are twins. That's why their connection is so strong. Now, hear me out on this. Why would Luke be so upset when he loses his star pupil? He wouldn't. We all know that. It wouldn't have been like, okay, you're a bonehead. Luke knew this was his son. He split up his kids when they were born to protect them from the emperor. Because Mara Jade. What emperor? Palpatine. I think Luke knows that Palpatine's still around. No, that's just stupid. I think he knows. No. Well, that's Palpatine's laugh at the end of the trailer. Well, it doesn't matter. It's still stupid. I, I think mm -hmm. I think he added the laugh because somewhere someone found a, a holocron and like played a recording yes, with him. That could be. That could absolutely be. And they could do flashbacks. So his laugh in it could be a flashback scene. However, when they find this is what I believe. When they see, when you see in the trailer that um broken piece of the Death Star on that island, you know, in the ocean. 
and it's sticking up. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I literally, so, I didn't care about the trailer. <laughs> I was like, interesting. This is horrible. Interesting, Pete Mitchell. This is this is this is you. You and I were clearly very wounded by episode eight. <laughs> I really was. We're like Luke. We've become like Luke. We're like hiding out, going, "Yeah, I didn't know. I'm done." <laughs> That's the joke Ryan Johnson played on us. But I have hope, you see. A, a new hope awakens. Uh, the, see what I did there? Yeah, I do. Uh, and that was horrid. <laughs> it, it, was, it was great. I'm please, a dad. please don't it, ever do it, that it's, again. <laughs> it's, it's in line with dad jokes. You are getting good at those. Oh, no, really? I'm telling you. <laughs> but, but here's the thing is that, you know, episode nine now, uh, I, I think the emperor preserved himself on that little piece. And that's why they go in there. Because here, here's my theory about Snoke. I think Snoke the whole time has been a force projection. And, and just like Luke was a force projection, a hologram, I think Snoke was a hologram. And that the Emperor was manipulating Kylo through being Snoke. I so, think Snoke was a, a, a fabrication. He was never real. So Snoke was a force projection that was then transmitted that doesn't just even like make luke. any sense that just just it, it, well, literally if you doesn't think make any luke sense. can do it then of course because remember luke studied the dark side of the force well so he knows know all the sith tricks you don't know that oh i do know that no you don't i do you're just making up je- oh look i read this in a comic book one time somewhere some way and therefore it must be true no it is in the comic. The movies are the, the canon. Movie. That's it. The movies. Well, let's you, go to you the can't canon pull in this See, other you, stuff. You, you shouldn't even challenge me. Listen, in Return of the Jedi, what does he do? He force chokes a Gamorrean So garden. what? No Jedi ever force chokes. What are you That's talking about? Legit. You don't know that. He's a Jedi. He force choked. <laughs> Therefore, Jedi's if, force, force choke. Hey, hey, hey. If, if the canon is the movies... And the only person who's ever force choked is a Sith. No, Luke was a Jedi. He force choked. Therefore, Jedi's force choke. <laughs> no, no, only Sith. No, that's the Sith power. Luke proved that Jedi like can do shooting, it too. Shooting lightning is a Sith power. No Jedi ever does that. Uh, what do you think Yoda does? He shoots the lightning back at him. He's shooting stuff out of his own fingers. Yeah, but he's taken the Sith lightning no, from... Sorry, oh, dude. You just got proven wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. You got proven wrong. Okay, okay, guys. Uh, go, and, go, and, go and make comments. Uh, we don't have a chat room. But if we did, go in there and it, it, let us know. It, it, watch that scene with Yoda. Is Yoda... Is he manufacturing? He lightning? totally is. It pushes back on... Um, what's his name? He pushes it. Yeah, he collects it into a ball. No, he, no, just stop it. Dragon just Ball Z stop it. Oh my gosh. Mm. So he does. He contains it and fires it back at no. him. No. No. It is. No. Yeah, Jedis don't shoot lightning. Uh, they shoot fire. Same <laughs> thing. <laughs> Where do they shoot fire? I forgot. Yoda. He shoots fire. It's fire. In episode two, when he's fighting, uh, whatever yeah, that's the, lightning, right? No, well, Does the, he actually shoot fire. What's the guy's name? What's the the evil guy's name? Uh, in that one? yeah, I, I didn't like that dude. Um, du- Dooku. Yeah, Dooku. So Dooku shoots Dooku. lightning. He shoots fire. 
So Jedi's can shoot fire. Okay, so I'll give you same that. Thing. But not lightning. See, th- th- it's the same thing. Maybe the way it shows up for Yoda because he's small and green is fire, but, and a human like, it shows up as lightning. No, same thing. Literally, same thing. Same thing. Just same like thing. The lightsaber colors. Same thing. The powers are different. Yeah, well, they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. It was originally it was blue for apprentice, <laughs> green for master. Yeah, and then just, and then Samuel L. Jackson had to like ruin it. And he said in the interview, "I told uh, George Lucas, uh, look, there's this big scene, and and I want people to be able to see me.'" And he was talking about you know the big fight with all the little flying creatures or whatever. I'm Samuel and, Jackson, fool. Yeah, and he's like, "I want people to see me. Give me a purple lightsaber." And he's like, "Okay." And that was stupid on George Lucas's part. He should have been like, "No, shut up, fool." Yeah, yeah. You get a you- green one. Yeah, no, you you are the chosen one, Samuel L. Jackson. You get your own. That's great. Yeah. I'm just saying. So I don't know. I don't I don't really care. I mean the question is will I see it day one or will I see it within uh the first week? Because obviously I'm gonna see it. My prediction is you're gonna break down and see it day one. It, there's a good chance. There's a good chance, <laughs> just out of habit. But yeah. Yeah. But, it, but I'll be protesting the whole time. Yeah. But I, I think it may redeem it. So check this out, right? So Well, I do believe so, that J.J. Abrams is the right guy. I just think that yeah. they should have apologized to us and redone Ryan Johnson's movie. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, just apologize but and redo it. If he can explain, like, for example, like I said. There's no gravity in space. The bombs cannot fall down. That's just so yeah. stupid. There's special space bombs. And apparently right? everyone can breathe in space. It doesn't matter that it's a vacuum. Big <laughs> whippy doo. Oh. oh, science. Oh, the heart science. mistress. <laughs> but you know, it, it's funny because if if we go back, like let's say we find out that Luke, his son was Kylo, and he sends to protect his two twins, much like he and Leia were separated to protect them. That Luke, he he trains his son. Now his son doesn't know he's a son because to protect him, he has him raised with Han and Leah as adoptive parents. They don't know, right? I mean, I mean, well, they know, but you know, Kylo doesn't know and Ray doesn't know that they're Luke's kids. But there's there's this this, let's put it this way. The only way that it makes sense for me that Luke gets broken and gives up is if Kylo Ren is his own son. And that when he sees the evil growing in him, he gets so discouraged that he believes that his own bloodline is so corrupted that it's irredeemable. And that's why he's going to kill him. Because he says, only one other time did I ever see this power. And, and of course, you know he's referring to Vader. And so my thought is that, yes, Luke is Kylo's dad. That's going to be the big reveal. And that, um, that um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Ray is his daughter. Mara Jade, who is the right hand of the Emperor. Uh, the Emperor's coming in somehow, whether by flashback or, like you said, holocron. Somewhere, I think, we'll get the history of who Luke had kids with. And that's the rise of Skywalker. It's not which one of them is the Skywalker that rises. It's both of them. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I can, I can honestly tell you, I don't have a problem with that theory at all. 
Yeah. I, I really yeah. don't. I mean, yeah, okay, I could see Kylo Ren um, being his 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 son. The part that kind of like would, to me, would be just jacked up. Why then when Ray shows up on the island, does he not embrace his daughter? I right. Just, I don't buy the whole... Hey, look, man, you're my you're my kid, and I'm just gonna you know throw the lightsaber behind me and walk off, and oh, I don't even care about you. I just, I don't buy it. You yeah, know? yeah, that in that part would be kind of except. Here's here's my one thought, and I totally agree with you there. Actually, let me let me say start off and say, if that is the case, I do see that as a plot hole weakness. Um, it would not be natural. It would not be right. But then you got to think. Here's a guy trying to save the galaxy, and I think Luke by hiding. They make the point that he's trying to save the galaxy. Now, Ryan Johnson is such a horrible storyteller, such a bad filmmaker. I don't want to crap all over him. He's a human being. He's got feelings, whatever. But but understand, I, his I just millions of dollars do not get affected by his feelings. So don't even worry about it. Correct. But here here's the thing, right? Um, I mean, it's just the vitriol that that people show. Like I was really upset, but I never like attacked him. Like here's here's the thing. He's he's a dude. He, I think he tried to make a good Star Wars film. I, think I don't he think did. he even tried. No, I think he intentionally tried to break it. I really do. That's why I'm not going to go well, see that his was series. What, I, that I don't was care. coming from the fans, though, in Disney. I, I think Ryan was a legitimate Star Wars fan. I think he was told, throw everyone totally, like, throw everyone sideways. Throw them completely. Let's forget off about the, the poor kids who were enslaved. You freed the little uh, horse uh, uh, kangaroo half breed for like that. five minutes, and you did your job, dude. Uh, are I you kidding that, me? Dude. I are hated all me? the social justice warrior stuff in it. Not gonna lie to you, that was the most ridiculous part of that film. It was like, are we even in a Star Wars film? Like, knock it off. But here's here's well, the how deal, about right? the little kid who? Well, you know what? I got to sweep up now, so oh, I'm just gonna. Uh, telekinetic, make the broom come over to my hand. I mean, it took you know, Luke forever. You know what was so bad about that, too, is it was totally, it was also a, a Disney's nod to itself. Disney was going, hey, Mickey Apprentice, you know, like the magic broom, you know, like that That was their hallmark from Fantasia, you know. That was, was their symbol for a while. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's Disney saying, hey, we own Star Wars now, suckas. Yeah, so, we are know, the suckers. That, that it was. It was literally them saying, Hey, see this broom? Star Wars is in our hand. It doesn't matter if you don't like it. I think I think Star Wars really was was pissing off the fan base on purpose. I mean, uh, uh, not on dis- purpose. I do. And and here's the thing. And Kathleen Kennedy, I don't, I don't is believe not they did him. it on purpose. What's that? I don't believe they did it on purpose. I believe they didn't think they could do anything wrong. You I, might I believe be right it was there. arrogance on their part. Yes, it was total arrogance. And when she got the fan backlash, the the ugly things she said about the fans you know you're just a bunch of babies that haven't grown up and like it was terrible it was it was the equivalent of hillary calling people despicables and you know it, it it was it was really terrible but anyways going back to this um my my theory was um that ryan johnson terrible storyteller that he was in this film um all he had to do because it, it's it's kind of between the lines that what luke is saying is the only way to stop the Sith is to stop making Jedis. If I stop, tra- I thought I could train Jedis and bring hope and peace to the galaxy. 
But I realize, and he, he doesn't come out and quite say it like this, but it's what's read between the lines is he's saying, look, I, I realize the only way to stop the Sith, and that's my mission, is to stop training Jedis. And so that's why I Yeah, that's a really bad philosophy, though, because I think of course you can look back over the Star Wars universe, and I don't believe they all descended from Jedis at all. You're right. You're you're right. And and I think that um uh one hundred percent right. But I think with his son uh turning to the dark side, assuming it is a son. I do think that that was enough to cause more emotion in him than we give Luke credit for. So like people are like, he wouldn't just quit after one thing failed, like a church planner. He, he basically, he would be like, um, if it were his son, it could be a deeper wound. Like my son was definitely turning the path of Vader and I just couldn't live with that. So I had to kill him. Like, okay, then but it makes the sense. Thing, if, Why would he need to split up his kids and not let them I don't them know think we know that yet. That I think we're going to find that out in this film. They won after Return of the Jedi. They won. Right. Right. I think he knows, and this is what I'm saying, I think he knows he can still feel the Emperor in the universe. universe. I think the Emperor was able to somehow um, gather his force essence because he goes into that energy. I think when we see that blue explosion the emperor transfers himself into, into force energy. Um, and because remember, the emperor's told us in episode three that he learned the secret of preserving life from Darth Plagueis the Wise. Um, that he, ma- he, and then yeah, he rises he kill up Darth and kills Plagueis? him. So, huh? What's that? Didn't he kill Darth Plagueis? Yeah, he says he stole all of his secrets from him, how to preserve life. And then he says, fool that he was, he, he could learn to save others, but he couldn't save himself. And in the way Ian McDermott says that is almost, you look at the expression on his face. I think Ian McDermott is an amazing actor. It's like he's saying, sucker, I figured it out, you know? And, and so I think it, it's keeping in line with it that the emperor, and, and in the comics, by the way, that's what happens is Ian McDermott, I mean, uh, the emperor in, the comic, there's a, a series called Dark Empire where he has clones. Because remember, the Empire uses clones. He has clone bodies waiting for him in case someone destroys his body. He's able to reassemble himself in a clone. And so the and Empire why would it take him so young. long to come back to power? What's that? Why does it take him so long to come back to power? So I think what's happened is this is me now. I think you, that you that think, scene, you don't think this was all you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to my Luke's not dead theory too in a minute. So, so here's the thing: when they show like the last scene on the ocean is this curvy thing that looks kind of like rock. If you look closely, it's it's the Death Star. It's a remnant of the Death Star sticking up out of the ocean. I think the Emperor's in there that he preserved a piece of that, and he his energy is in that piece wherever that reactor part was he's in that piece because there's a big chunk of it that blew off and that he's been there doing lord knows what whether he has a a clone or whatever but he's been force manipulating the hologram of snoke to power and that he's in hiding but that um luke knows that and so luke split his kids up knowing that the emperor would 
and did, in fact, through Snoke, go after uh, Kylo, but doesn't know where Rey is. And so obviously uh, Kylo would be easier to find because he's with Luke and Jedi can powerful Jedi can sense each other. Um, and of course, you know, that's uh, so Luke goes into hiding. No one knows where he is. Um, he's got his two kids in hiding and it's to protect and to stop the Sith from getting to them. That's my theory. And Luke's not dead. Well, I would hope that Luke isn't dead because to me, that was just like the worst way to go out. Yeah. It doesn't even make any sense to me at all. And and here's the thing. Ryan Johnson, he was a little snarky, but he was not Kathleen Kennedy. I think Ryan knows when this next film comes out, you guys are going to, you may not have liked the pace of my film. You may have thought it had too much social justice, but you guys are going to get it in that I tricked you all into kind of like at the end of empire where y'all thought, cause JJ is going to bring it back. I always knew JJ would bring it back. I knew he would fix it. I was just pissed off that I had a sucky star Wars movie in the middle of it. You know mm, what I mean? You know, I, I would, See, I would my, be, my, my emotion comes out here. <laughs> I would be greatly encouraged if your theory was correct. I mean, clearly she's a Skywalker, hence yeah. the name rise of Skywalker. I right. like the idea of them being twins because you know he knows about a girl because he alluded to that uh, Kylo in The Force Awakens. He's like, what girl? Like, he, right. he knows about a girl. We don't know exactly what it is. In the second one, there's like some sexual tension between the two with his like force projection to each <laughs> other with the shirt off and stuff. <laughs> but that would kind of fit with uh, Luke and Leia kissing. I mean, apparently it runs in the family. So funny. So That's so funny the way you put that. That's great. <laughs> well, come on. Oh my gosh. I never thought of it that way. That's so what they're doing. That was what they were doing. So <laughs> I mean I I could see them I could see them being twins and I I like your backstory. I mean, I actually really <laughs> am encouraged by the backstory if that this was legit. But then why didn't they just go kill the emperor? I mean, they had like 30, 40 years to go kill the emperor, like finish him off. Why, why not finish him off? I don't get it. That's the question is I think his Jedi school, he was getting ready to take down. Well, so here's the question. This is what I don't actually know. Did the, is it, is it the new order? Is that what it's called? The new order? Did the new order rise up after the point in the hiding? First order. Yeah. Yeah. Did that rise up after Luke disappeared? Was that kind of the impetus? Like, okay, well, you know. Well, see, that was that was one of the plot holes in the first right. one. It was like, okay, you already defeated the bad guys. How did all of a sudden, not only do they end up with a whole planet the size of the Death, or, you know, doing what the Death Star did, but they got a big enough army and blah, 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 blah. It, that was just a plot hole. It JJ, just- JJ, please do not make another Death Star. We're <laughs> Dude, over the no Death kidding. Star. Don't oh make a gosh. death moon. Don't make a death, you know, uh, comet. Don't make a death, you know, whatever stellar bodies out, a death black hole. Uh, that actually might be cool. But please don't make any death things that have to be blown up. We've done that. We've been there. Please make it all about Jedi and lightsabers and fights. Yeah. I'd like to see the grays. The uh, gray Jedi. That would be Ooh. cool if they bring those in. See now, I kind of think, brother, that the 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 grays is what naturally happens to a Jedi when they leave, like after Order sixty six. 
I think all those guys became gray. Um, because like, if you think about it, like if you watch star Wars rebels, that's kind of what happens. And I think Luke, even though he's a Jedi, I do think that Luke, because he studied all of the knowledge and came to the, I think Luke actually is more of a gray now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not that he's evil, but I think he is. Yeah. They have a different code. I don't think Luke's code changed though. Yeah, you're right. I, I totally agree with you there. I totally agree. He now in the in the um, comic, which I do think you should read because it's just freaking rad. Um, when the emperor comes back in that clone body, uh, we got to get back to whether or not Luke's dead. But but as an aside here, um, when when Luke uh, goes, he goes and serves the emperor because after after the emperor comes back in that clone body, Luke thinks to himself, okay. The only way I can take him down is to get really, really close to him, become his apprentice and slam like a Sith Lord would. And then he'll be done. Like I'll close off. I'll know all of his secrets. I'll close off all of his escapes. And that whole comic series, like a six issue, it's a masterpiece. The artwork on it is rad. Um, Luke is creepy as heck when he's evil. Um, he's he's kind of majestic and evil and it's rad dude i don't know how to put it but he um he studies all of the sith holocrons and he masters all of the sith powers and um it's pretty dang cool and he uh, i won't give it away but there's kind of this sense in which he's gone too far and he can't come back and it's really cool so get a chance that's a cool little cool little fun thing to do on a rainy day yeah, I don't know. So what's your theory on what happened to Luke if he's not dead? I think Luke is not dead, and here is why. He force projected himself somewhere? I do. I think he I think he um I think that he went somewhere else, whether he, he goes back into hiding, or maybe I wonder if he goes back to the Jedi school. If he transports him and where we find him next is he's like, we need to rebuild. Because I don't think he's dead. He's he's obviously so they don't need to use a starship to get anywhere. He could just hey, look, I'm teleporting myself. Yes. Well, and okay. So so think this through for a second. Yeah, it it seems like, dude, what? But think of it. He's been there with those books for decades now. The books weren't that big. (laughs) It was like. A but Tale of ancient. Two Cities like, a, and Swiss fi- Family Robinson, and there you go. That's that's all the so, Jedi knowledge. So what what in Star Wars lore though, there was an a golden age of of um, of the Force that the like the ancient knowledge of the Force is much more powerful than the current knowledge of the Force. And so when he gets hold of those books, like remember this this place isn't even charted. Like Luke didn't remove that star system that star system was purposefully hidden ages ago talking about the cloners? Think, yeah that island he's at the original oh, no, no, that Campbell. wasn't hidden the map to him was hidden well and but here's the thing is nobody knew where this place was no i don't think it was that i think it was literally the map i mean it was a big universe we don't know which planet he's on oh could be could be but luke finds it and luke finds it because i think he's he's powerful enough enough in the force 
I think he finds it or maybe someone told him. I don't know. That'd be an interesting story. But the reality is he goes there and he learns as much as he possibly can about the force. I think he's able to do things now where we're like, dude, what in the heck? Because they did say um, that the future of Star Wars would explore new Jedi powers. And that's kind of cool. As long as they don't, like you said, make it to the point of ridiculousness where it's like everybody's Superman. And it then would it's be like- ridiculous if he doesn't need a ship to get anywhere because then that doesn't explain why even Palpatine needed a ship to get anywhere. You know, right. it just, yeah. to me, that would, I understand if they got to do that to like un unscrew Ryan Johnson, screw up. I'd be okay with it in that one instance, but that shouldn't be like a regular thing. Right. Right. No, I got you. And, and here's the thing. If, if Luke, cause the, the implication was this took so much energy out of him that he died. Oh, it was too much for poor Luke. I'm like, bull crap. You know, Luke, Luke's not, he's not gonna like kill himself. Um, at this point, in one sense, you're like, okay, Obi-Wan did that for Luke. Great. Maybe Luke did it for Ray. And there's kind of that synonymous, but where in the frick was his hand when he died? His mechanical arm, his clothes, oh, and his lightsaber. Was... <laughs> but where in the heck? Like, you cannot tell me Ryan Johnson was that big of an idiot where he's like, oh, you know, I forgot all about the mechanical hand. He's not dead. He's not dead. And JJ, even if it was a mistake, JJ's like, you sucker, you just left me the opening I needed. Because JJ told us ages ago, Luke wasn't supposed to die. So I think either that was intentional and we were tricked by Ryan. Again, that's my Ryan is tricking us theory. And he comes back and says, okay, guys, give me your apologies. Okay, I made a crap film, but I didn't ruin Star Wars. Come on. You know, like JJ and I talked about this. Uh, Boom, boom, boom. But they can't, JJ can't say anything and Ryan can't say anything. Because part of the Star Wars deal is absolute secrecy. He'd blow it. If he came out and defended himself over it. And Ryan has remarkably stayed quiet about defending himself. He just said, look, let me tell the story. You know, that was kind of his deal back then. I had a job to do. I told a story. You know, just let me tell the story. Let it play out. That's what he kept saying. Let it play out. JJ will be back. You know, and I I just think that Luke's not dead. And we see Luke come back. And we get the Luke we wanted. I I really hope that in the next movie they have another slow speed chase because to me that was the most riveting part of uh, of Ryan's movie was just you know well we can't quite catch the ship in front of us <laughs> I know we got light speed uh, it's that's, just that's the worst is it was so bad oh it was such a bad film and then oh let's go to Kanti Bite and. Uh, you know, meet this character called Don't Join, wink, wink, in that clever. We'll call him DJ. You won't care about him, and he'll be annoying and have a weird Star Trek costume and go, that'll be his thing. You know, his gimmick. It was just so bad, dude. And somehow they can leave a ship and catch up to it, but the guys chasing him can never get to him. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's so bad. Let's just wait for him. Hey, you know what? You know what the cool thing is? The tension? They're going to run out. <laughs> there's no get this get this and there's no gas stations in space dude there's never <laughs> been a ship that's run out of fuel until now
It's uh, like, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so bad. Like, why couldn't you have someone else? Like, couldn't you like call someone in another system? Hey, uh, mercenaries, uh, bounty hunters, will you please bring us a tank of gas? Um, you can dock to us and fuel us up. Um, you can light speed next to us. And, um, yeah, like why couldn't they just light speed a little bit, you know, like we'll light speed a couple miles, catch right up to them within range. Come on. Jump in front of them. Maybe. I don't know. You're going to tell me these tie fighters uh, launch it. They I could, mean, they could have literally, if they can track them, they could literally have done like a triangle. Like a like a two point turn, they could have gone slightly to the left and jumped to light speed slightly ahead of them, and then come back and cut them off. Oh, like yeah, totally, it's <coughs> a good point. Oh, so and and then the captain going down with the ship. Well, doesn't that mean Leia needs to go down with the ship? Why was it the <laughs> other lady? She wasn't in charge. Leia's in charge. Leia should have well, been she, the one. She handed off to her, didn't she? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Leia was fine. She came back. Oh, and at that point, I don't remember. But Leia's like, no, 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 not my life, your life. That's the yes. one who's going to sacrifice here. Yes. I now promote you to Admiral. <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, that was such a horrid movie. I love how the, the gal who played Rose is like, leave me alone. I'm going off of social media. Oh, yeah. Poor thing. She was so, you know, and she's not that bad of a character. It was just no, the thing. No, she was. It was that bad of a character. Come on. As a character, she was okay. Like, I didn't mind her. It was just the things they made her do. Go to Cannabite and be up? all concerned about the horses. Other than that, like, when you watch the initial Horse scene, kangaroos. Horse kangaroos. Right. When you watch the initial scene, though, I got to say, the initial scene between her and Finn, when Finn's trying to sneak off. and Well, that was she, the only good scene, sure, with her. That, that was cute. Like that was actually cute where she's like, Hey, you're a hero. And, and then she, she stuns him. And she realized actually you're trying to get away. I, I actually really like that scene, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. And, and I kind of did like the fact that she saves him and kind of says to him, Hey, I ain't going to let you die. Like that part was kind of cool. No, you know, that was or, stupid. Let him die. You didn't like that. What, I, what's I, up with Poe, like hugging BB eight, in whichever movie that was, I think it was <laughs> like, I'm going to have, Oh, baby, buddy, it's you. Let me give you a big hug. You round ball of metal. I mean, come on. For those of you new to the podcast, Pete is not a big fan of hugging, whether it's between men and men, uh, men and even women, not his wife and men and robots. Not, not a big fan. People. I'm just saying it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's funny. That's funny. Uh, the well, the coolest know. power I thought was when uh, Kylo Ren in the Force Awakens stops the laser beam that got shot out of the stormtrooper's gun, and like it's just hovering there in the air. Okay, so that I thought was trailer, cool. We really haven't talked about the trailer. Funny enough, I mean, okay, he's rebuilding the freaking helmet. And I love that JJ's like, no, screw that. You're not breaking my cool helmet. Because that was the Kylo Ren that was majestic. I'll never forget my first shot that I saw. Barry Waters sends me this picture. Hey, check out who Kylo Ren is under the mask. And I go, get out of here. Knock it off. That is so not Kylo Ren. Because, you know, you're seeing in the trailer. You see that in the trailer where he stops the laser. And you're like, whoa. You know? Because – 
we saw laser bounce off Darth Vader's hand in Empire. Right. Yeah. But when he stops at midair, you're like, and then he goes about his business and just holds it there. You're like, oh, dude, yeah. oh, doody, doody, dude, you know, you're so excited. You're like, he's out. powerful. That's all there is to it. He's powerful. And then, and then he takes off his hand, helmet, and I'm, I have to so not say what I want to say right now. But you see his face, and you're like, no, that's like in, you know, uh, that's like when Master Blaster takes his helmet off, which actually is freaking rad, and he has Down syndrome, you know, in in uh, Thunderdome, and you're that's like one of the coolest plot twists ever. Right. When Master Blaster, but it makes him like a child and you suddenly you're like, oh, and that's that's what the movie's going for. But when Kylo Ren takes his helmet off, you're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's not really the effect that I think you were going for. Uh, The other thing, too, that I didn't understand in the, The Last Jedi. okay, Snoke's dead. Why are his guards now going to fight to the death? You 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 missed your job. Like your right? job was to protect him. He's dead now. Uh, time to get out of Dodge. That's all You're, I'm saying. No, no. Yes. Those guys should have freaking kneeled when that happened. Oh, you They think? should have just fallen to their knees and knelt and bowed their heads in front of them. How rad would that have been? Like they just it's, follow the most powerful guy. Absolutely. Like I would never trust them as my bodyguards. I'd be like, you guys get the heck out of here. Your job is to protect me. You didn't do squat for Snoke. And about that scene, while we're on it, about that scene, the millennials are convinced. Sorry, millennials, because I know you guys do rad things for the kingdom, but you're wrong on this. Um, But the millennials are convinced that that was the best lightsaber scene ever. And I'm like, dude, you guys are so freaking nuts. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, Pete, just... Enlighten us. What was the best lightsaber scene ever? Well, besides Rogue One's, <laughs> with oh, oh yeah, no, that that's a good point right there. That's that was the best. lightsaber I, I kind of got to agree with you. I agree with you. I never thought about it. Even though way. there was no other lightsaber in it, didn't matter. It was the best one. You know what? Scene ever. Never thought about it that way. You were one hundred percent right. You just converted me. Nice, nice. I finally what? got a conversion under my belt. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> What uh okay so but but aside from that, what was the best Star Wars lightsaber scene? Star best lightsaber battle. Best lightsaber <laughs> battle. Um, I, man, I would say either Skywalker and Vader in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, or I'd even say Dooku versus uh, Obi Wan and Anakin. I thought was a pretty good one too. That is a good one. Yes, that's a very good one. And the way it ends where he cuts his hands off. Yeah, where he, oh. you know, he he totally wins. I mean, like decisively. <laughs> and then in the next movie, when Anakin fights Dooku again, it's like so dramatic the other way. You're like, right. wow, okay, Anakin is now way more powerful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. I I agree. I it, the best lightsaber battle. Like, I I love Jedi's lightsaber battle. I mean, I just don't think you can improve. I think when, on, you mean when he fought Darth Vader in Jedi right before? So good in yeah. the drama and the action and the rage. Oh my gosh! You know the filming, even that. You know that one scene where Luke's going nuts on yeah. Darth Vader, uh-huh. and it and the camera's panning across that catwalk as he's doing it. 
That is such a rad camera angle. But I agree. I actually think Empire, though, um, if I had to pick one, that one is just so good because of the despair that's in it. Yeah. You know, where Luke's just realizing, I can't, I can't, like, there's just no chance. And Luke, you know, Yoda warns him, you're not ready. Like, you can't win this, you know? And, oh, dude. So, so for those of you that are going, oh, you know, when he fights the Emperor's bodyguards, that's the best. Wasn't even a lightsaber battle. They had weird chain samurai yeah. purple energy weapons. Please. Ninja, please. See, that, that was the thing that I really didn't like that J.J. brought into The Force Awakens where all of a sudden stormtroopers got tools that can, like, fight against a lightsaber. It used to be, no, the lightsaber is the king of the weapons. Right. Period. And you needed to fight someone with another <laughs> lightsaber or forget about it. And he's like, no, now we got these cool little plastic things that have little energy beams. And uh, yeah, that's, you can fight a lightsaber with that. And I didn't like that. Didn't like that at right. all. Right. I totally agree, dude. 100. 100. Not even 100, but 100%. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so kind of cool thing um, this past week. Uh, is it switching, switching topics if we think we beat that to death. I, yeah, I actually can't believe we talked as long as we did about what I thought was a horrible uh, uh, trailer. Yeah, you know, it's so funny, dude, because, um, guys, before this, I call Pete and he goes, what's the topic? And I go, Star Wars. <laughs> Which is our tradition. And, uh, and Pete goes, I don't think we can talk for an hour. And I go, oh. I think you'll change your mind when you hear what I have to say. <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of myself. Right yeah. Now to, well, be proud. Say I'm, I'm, I'm proud. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Good talker. Definitely talk about star Wars. Yeah. Hot date with star Wars. So yeah. what were you going to say? Oh. What was the other thing? Well, I was going to say, um, kind of a cool little deal. Um, a not so cool deal is my uncle passed away. They lived in Wetumpka, Alabama. Um, a famous home of the movies such as glass harp, which uh, is not a famous movie at all. Yeah, I, was, I was like, man, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's a B film that, uh, what's the guy from Titanic? That, that guy that got, um, he's in, yeah. what's the dream movie? I know some of you are going to write us hate mail inception. You're like, dude, you can't go with the dream movie. It's the best movie ever made. But um, I, I'm not a fan of him. Um, really. There's yeah, been the a few Capri things on? he's been in. I think are great, but, um, but inception that dude, yeah. he was in it. Um, wasn't a great movie, but the movie that most people know that was filmed there was uh, Big Fish uh, by Tim Burton. Movie about being disconnected from your father, which all people relate to. Um, I was in Wetumpka for a funeral and um, stayed right down the street from where all that movie was filmed. And uh, yeah, just got to kind of go and um, walk around a little bit in Wetumpka and see it. And then I got on the plane and lo and behold, what movie was there? Big Fish. So I got to watch. I watched the first like 20 minutes and the last 20 minutes, cried like a baby, got embarrassed, and shut it off. <laughs> Nothing like daddy issues, baby. <laughs> oh, no, that was funny. <laughs> so that was that was my big highlight of my week. Yeah. Uh, other than the obvious, the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, I, I didn't have nearly the uh, the highlights that you had. Uh, uh, started my uh, my shooting ministry uh, last night. Did by, you really? By, by making Paul Percy come with me to the range. 
You that, did. Uh, I did think that was kind of like a bonding experience for ministers. I'm telling you, he goes, he goes, so, so what exactly do you want to do for uh, the, the shooting ministry? And I go, uh, I really didn't have any other idea than, hey, let's go hang out with all these guys to get to know them. I'm like, that's as deep <laughs> as it goes, baby. That's as deep as it goes. Well, actually, so, I think there is something. I, I do think that pastors need, I, I think if you seriously, like no joke, if you had something like that for pastors or they could get together and just do that on a regular basis for just the fellowship with dudes that don't want anything from them, fellow pastors know the, you know, and for you, I mean, you're a breath of fresh air for any pastor. Cause when you and I started hanging out, like over the years, um, when you're in ministry, there, there are, there just are fair weather friends and people who they mean well, but they, they really want something from you. Either you're, the stairway to their climb to power or your opportunity for them, or, you know, you can give things to them. You can give them knowledge. You can train them, you know, but it's rare. And you start to recognize that people that are just your friends, that whether you can do something for them or not, they just, you connect with them. You would just be friends no matter what. And so when you and I started kind of becoming friends, you're like, yeah, my dad was a pastor. So off the bat, I'll just tell you, I have just the right, right amount of respect and disrespect for you at the same time. And that was like music to my ears. I'm like, oh, this dude and me are going to be. Oh, friends. I think we've hit on the disrespect more than the respect, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's funny now because I think about this. Sometimes I think because I started off as your pastor and there's times I think, should I still pastor him? Kind and of I, and kind of not. I mean, I kind of, you know, it's funny because I. I've literally absolved all of that, but I still like, you're still my brother and you're still my friend. And I still, like, I would still look out for you. I would still make sure if there was a serious issue, I'd be like, Hey dude, we need to talk about that because you're my brother, but I don't pastor you anymore, but you're still my friend. And, and I gotta say, I only have on one hand, I got a few fingers left on one hand that would be opportunities for that kind of relationship. Cause I only have like three people in my life where I'm like, this dude's just a friend and it ministry aside, this dude's just my friend. He's always going to be my friend. And so even my wife approves of our friendship. My wife has told me repeatedly, you need Pete in your life. And <laughs> <laughs> that's never been that's spoken good. of about Pete before. <laughs> well, I was going to say Pete's usually, you still people's wife saying, I don't like you hanging out with that Pete Mitchell. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting over my cold. So when I laugh, I, I start wheezing. Wheezy. Remember George on uh, the yep. Jefferson's? Wheezy, I'm coming. But, uh, but you know, it, it, here's the thing is um, I think what you're doing on it, it will fill. Like, I no joke, I think if you had Justin there, Paul, uh, some other people, other pastors, and it was just this, just what we do. Pastors need that, you know, and it's fun, and it's just something you can do as dudes. And I, I literally do think you you might have a ministry there, and it's Woo! more just and friendship and, and guns yeah. and pastors. <laughs> <laughs> Bust out the big guns, dude! No, it was fun because last night. This the range that we were at hasn't. Uh, th- they used to have monthly competitions because another vendor put them on, and they haven't had them in several months. Um, and so th- it was it was packed. There was literally thirty one people in this competition, and normally you might have, 
you know, 10 to 15. So like there were only four events that we could do because there's so many people you got to get through everybody. And you're supposed to be done by nine. We were there till nine forty, finishing up everything. And right. so it just, I mean, it was, it was packed. Like you could barely walk around the only place where you're, you know, allowed to walk around. I, there were that many people there, but it was, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. And um, it was funny. Cause when Paul showed up, I, I like, I messaged him earlier. I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, bring a holster, a mag pouch and as many mags as you got. And he goes, well, I got that holster that you gave me a long time ago. I don't know what a mag pouch is. And I got two magazines and I'm like, okay, I'll bring extras. <laughs> that's rad. Cause I'm like, oh, Pete has enough for everybody. Trust me. Pete yeah. That's not enough, man. Too. And it, it was just funny. Cause I'm like, okay, now I, I sh- probably shouldn't have asked you to come to a competition as your first thing. <laughs> I'm like, his goal was not to be last. And he said, I made it. I was 29 out of 31. Yeah. I'm like, so here's the thing, man. Uh, When you draw from the holster, go slow. (laughs) I'm like, uh, don't shoot. And by the way, when you put the gun back in your holster, make sure your shirt isn't in the way. Cause you got a Glock. That means it could pull on the trigger and then you shoot your leg. So I'm like, just, I'd be the guy that does that. I'm, I'm like, that, just that go slow. Me. Just like, I, I probably should have taken you to something else first, but it was just, it was fun, man. I mean, we were it shooting balloons. Fun, dude, and... Watching you do it. Cause he got a rad video of you. Yeah. That was rad. You're popping those balloons, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that one cool. I did pretty good on. I got to look at what my score was on that one. Um, I, I screwed up on two of the events and, uh, and that's what, that was what cost me a top five. Listen, like I would have made top five. If I hadn't royally screwed up. And one of them was, you know, I, I grew up in the generation where Keanu Reeves was really important to us. We saw the movie Speed. So I shot the so hostage. I, sh- I shot the hostage. And I tried to explain to everyone where I shot the hostage. He's totally going to live. Like, no chance he doesn't live. But yeah, you matter. know you're going to have that conversation as they're taking away in the ambulance. Hey, dude, sorry I shot you in the leg, but, you know, Harry, I did save your life. you, you told know, me to. <laughs> sorry. Shoot me. Shoot me. You know, it, it's funny, man, because, um, uh, I mean, in anything like that I think is going to gonna be a good move. Like, uh, part of me is, as we're just, just as you said that, like, you said it kind of jokingly, but I'm thinking, no, there's there's legitimacy to what you're saying Man, it would be rad. Like, and I do nerd things, so it'd be like I've never, I've not, still not played Dungeons and Dragons since I was like ten. But I'm thinking, man, I would thirty five years later love to get a bunch of pastors together who aren't nerds and play. You know what I mean? Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) I was so (laughs) not allowed to play that. I don't even think I was allowed to mention the name Dungeons and Dragons in my house growing up. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is the devil. Dude, I, by the way, I downloaded so many quotes from that movie recently. I I just need a soundboard, Pete. I really do. do. You do. Bobby Boucher, girls are the devil. That one scene where he goes, I don't know if I mentioned this last week on the, on the podcast where, uh, he goes, mama, tell me about the time that Ben Franklin invented electricity. No fool. She goes, she goes, Ben Franklin didn't invent electricity. She goes, your mama invented it. Ben Franklin's the devil. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, here's my question for you. When you're doing all this nerd stuff, 
how do you make sure that your church is taken care of and someone's taking care of all of your uh, bookkeeping and payroll and those tax receipts that got to go out every year? Who does all that for you? Well, Pete, I hire professional nerds. What? There's a whole slew of professional nerds over at simplifiedchurch.com. They handle all of your nerd things that when you're a real cool, hip, ultra smooth church planner and you don't have time to do all those nerd things, there's a team of professional nerds. You pay them, they do your nerd tasks. That means IRS compatibility, bookkeeping, even payroll. Head on over to simplifychurch.com, the professional church planner nerds. And I think you can just wrap us up from there. <laughs> hey guys, this has been a very special edition of the Church Planner Podcast. I had to think about that for a second. Reminding you, the Star Wars edition, that if you want to watch Star Wars, you need to go to Star Wars films, make Star Wars films nobody else is making. Thank you, JJ. And that's it. I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> and do all what right. no one else is doing. The podcast is all around us. Moves <laughs> through us. Luminous beings are we. That is why you fail. Plant or plant not, there is no try. Pete Mitchell is my pastor. Wise in the use of the force, he is. <laughs> so rad. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Thank you.